pickaxe. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code SPOTIFY for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hello, good evening and welcome to One Life Left, a radio show about video games. I'm Steve Curran. I'm Simon Byron. And I'm Anne Scantlebury. Good evening. Good evening. Last ever evening of this series. Mm. But we won't be gone forever. In fact, we won't even be gone for more than a week because we will be back next week just with something a little bit different. A little bit special. One of One Life Left's spin-off shows. But this is the last One Life Left of season eight, the last traditional One Life Left, probably until May. Wow. Really? Yeah, I think so. Oh. Maybe maybe not, maybe a little bit earlier. Maybe not. We will see. Anne, have you had a good week? Uh, yeah, yeah. I think I'm getting ill. What are your symptoms? Just feeling a bit... Right, so you could just be tired. Oh, that. Okay, so are really you tired? tired? I'm really tired. Okay. Right, anything else that can elevate this from just feeling a little bit tired to... I just did a little cough. Oh. <laughs> That's not ill. That's adorable. Yeah, exactly. Bless you. Oh, okay. So I'm adorable. Um, how are you? I'm okay. I've uh, I've had a busy weekend. A lot mm. of uh, work on my video game, but also I went to Norway. Why on earth would you do that? Uh, I had to go and speak at the opening of the had global to. game. You know show. what we need, mm. Steve. Yeah, that's what. <laughs> Send him over. Yep. I guess that's a. Uh, guess that was their decision, and it was excellent. It was really, really good fun. You know what temperature it was in Norway? No. In Hamar. Minus seven. Minus twenty six. Well, that's higher than I expected. Wow. Well, what happens to your body oh. in that? In those conditions? Can't talk about it on the radio. Right. Biology. But come back next week for our, <laughs> for our one life left special. Indeed. Simon, uh, how are you? Yes, I'm great, thank you. I'm neither ill. Uh, nor Cold. Uh, frozen. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, we're also joined, of course, for our last ever guest of uh, this series uh, by Nicholas Lister. Hello, Nicholas. Hello. Hello, Nicholas. Where are you from? Uh, where am I from? I'm from London. Okay. Um, but that's where I've come from today. Uh, and why are you here? Um, I'm here because I am making an iOS game, um, which is my first game, and I'm here to tout it. Right. Really? At least you're honest. That's honest. That's yeah. very honest. Interesting. Good job. All right. Well, we'll be chatting to you later. Uh, but 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 you're but you're okay. But, yeah, the little cough. Ill cough. No little cough. No. no little cough. I was at the game jam this weekend, but mm-hmm. I think I'm fully caught up any on game sleep. Germs. No game germs. Okay. Not this year. Good. Well, let's start the uh, the last ever episode like we always do with Anne's news. It's 7.03 on Monday the 28th of January. I'm Anne Scantlebury and this is the news. THQ no longer exists. An auction was held last week to sell off the company's assets. The developer and publisher filed for bankruptcy in in December. Creditors and a bankruptcy judge ruled that the company could not be sold off as a whole. Most THQ studios and IP have gone to new homes, but some were unable to be sold and are still a part of the bankruptcy case. One Life Left would have loved to have been at the auction, malevolently pinching people so they'd bid for stuff they didn't want. Do we have a list of the things that weren't sold? The only one I know of is um, Home 
not home front. Well, home, home front land, winter someone, didn't no, it? No, the other home world. Home world. The home world. spaceship video game. Yeah, which I didn't realise. I worked on that many, many years ago. Um, I didn't realise that has never had a sequel. Um, so it's one of those things you're glad to be reminded of. Um, and some some independent developers, of which you're one of them, Nicholas, I am, have banded together um, and have launched a Kickstarter campaign, of course, to buy um, home world, world. Home world. <laughs> off them and, and make it for touchscreen devices. Interesting. Can I just point out that I'm not one of those independent developers. Oh, oh one I, of those. I, I one one of those who goes sniffing around other no, people's I'm not IP. One of the people. I'm not one of the people who's, uh, You're who's in, this, in this campaign. Okay. Okay. Just in case. Are you against it. this campaign? I'm not against it, no. Really? So, 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 you, so you backed it then, have you? No. <laughs> <laughs> Um, oh. So what ended up where? Uh, can oh, we remember? Okay, got it. Okay. I got, well done, Anne. Thanks. Uh, Relic Entertainment went to Sega. Okay. THQ Montreal. So relic d- What's a relic? Yeah. Oh, they made a uh, company of heroes. Okay. okay. Uh, THQ Montreal makers of 1666 and Underdog went to Ubisoft. Okay. Along with the South Park license. Now, did that go because the South Park boys were claiming that they had a uh, right over where it went to? Oh, well, yeah. it says winning bidder. Okay. So I'm assuming that that right. means that Ubisoft was the winning bidder. Okay. Um, Evolve went to take two. I don't know what they did. <laughs> One couldn't be bothered to find out, no. presumably. <laughs> Stop at the name. I thought it was something secret that went to take two. Well, it clearly is. Interesting. If, 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 don't, if, don't know what if, happened. If Anne's been unable to yeah. read off Eurogamer what they did. Or if I accidentally deleted it. <laughs> uh, uh, who else? Metro, the series, went to... People like Metro, don't they? Yeah. I, um, it's I Russian, that. isn't it? Yes, it is. Okay. And the sequel was due out reasonably soon. Shame that THQ's gone, I'd it say. Is, it is. Yeah. Um, did you buy? You got their bundle, didn't you? I did buy their bundle. Um, but the problem with buying bundles is that there's always another bundle that comes along <laughs> that makes you annoyed that you didn't buy that bundle. But it's like so. I bought the. I, so I missed the. I missed. I didn't buy the humble bundle because you're not humble, <laughs> and I didn't have a PC at the time. And then I missed the Steam sale where they sold everything. Oh. And then Amazon popped up, and I bought that. And then Amazon popped up again. So you know that one you bought last week? Well, for $5 more, you can get all the other Darksiders and Saints Row. Yeah, so I did my bit. What did you buy? I had nothing. Didn't buy anything. Sony has been fined a quarter of a million pounds by the Information Commissioner's Office over the 2011 PlayStation Network hack. The ICO said the hack could have been prevented and was a serious breach of the Data Protection Act. Names, addresses, birth dates and passwords of 77 million users were accessed with credit card details being left at risk. Sony is appealing the fine. If we've learned anything from this, it's do not trust Sony with any of your secrets. They will not lock them safe in their heart for no one to see. Perfectly timed news this weekend, by the way. Stopping Thanks. just as the just as the background does. <laughs> yeah, really getting this is exceptional. Exactly. Looking forward to next week's now that you've got yeah. the hang of it. Good. Um, yeah, but we got a free copy of Wipeout HD off them for it, didn't we? We did. They settled with us. Yes, <laughs> totally cool by us. My date of birth is twenty fourth of November. <laughs> <laughs> Here is my banknote. So have there been uh, what I. I don't know about this is were there any actual repercussions about this did anyone lose any money or was it just that the Sony did well <laughs> years yeah. later but did any users have their credit cards stolen uh, I don't know well I didn't okay I didn't I didn't either <laughs> right. so Three out of three Nicholas. people don't. I'm, I'm not a user, so... For that reason. You, why why is that, Nicholas? Do you hate Sony? <laughs> <laughs> Can't be trusted, can they? Interesting. No, I didn't hear about any um, details being lost. No, me neither. No. I, I, guess it's, I guess it's more about the, uh, you know, just the concept of the thing rather than the actual practice. They could have... They could, hackers, mean hackers, <laughs> could have stolen your money. Well, the ICO were saying... Sony should know better than this. This is literally their business. Mm-hmm. Their business is technology. They should understand how to keep people's data safe. Of course, that should be the first thing that is on their priority list, and they haven't done it, and therefore they failed, and we're going to find them a load of money. Right. Where's that money going to go, though? Sony That's need to I employ Mark Rain, don't they? He knows about security, doesn't he? Explain. Well, we tried to get his his, his bank oh, yeah. pin number off him, didn't we? We did. And the reason why he wouldn't give it is mm. because he says that a lot of people's um, burglar alarms are the same as their pin. So he won't give it out, <laughs> but if you can get it, <laughs> you've got to give it life. <laughs> 
UK retailer HMV's debt has been bought by restructuring company Hilco. This gives Hilco effective control over HMV. It's thought that Hilco want to streamline HMV's operations, keeping half stores open with other interested parties such as Game buying up vacant stores. Hilco is reportedly hoping to agree new credit deals with suppliers so that there is actually something to sell. And for a shop, that seems pretty important. This is bleak news. You've done two sort of oh, collapse yeah. of the economy stories in a row. Yeah, that'll happen. <laughs> <laughs> can we not think of it as renewal? We, yes, we can. Yes, we can. Let's be positive on Phoenix our last. from the flames. Yeah, it's 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 kind of ironic that Game, having closed half of their stores through Game Station, <laughs> are now buying all of HMVs up, or mm. or so it seems. Haven't they learnt their lesson? They, yeah, they're allowed to do this. I don't know. Well, presumably. Well, people smarter than us would have raised an objection <laughs> if, if they weren't. Yeah. Um, Unless we're the smartest. Yeah, but have we bought any HMVs? I did buy some things from HMV. Did you? The Blue Cross sale. Yeah, I did. Okay. Yeah, I was one of those vultures. Maybe we could buy an HMV. Open a One Life Left store. Interesting. Selling well, only digitally distributed. <laughs> 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 Oh. Yeah, I think I think if we were going to open a game, I mean, I often what? Yeah, that was always the dream, wasn't it, to own a game shop, no. an independent game shop? No, that was that for wasn't me. The dream. No, what was your dream when you <laughs> were younger? Lo- loads of loads of dreams, but not like space and dinosaurs and <laughs> yours. Was I was an independent oh, game shop. I could sell video games. Exactly, but Sweet. well, who's been the most disappointed then, Steve? <laughs> me, exactly. Every day. <laughs> <laughs> Cliffy B, who left Epic Games in October last year, has spoken a bit about his future plans. According to VentureBeat, Blazinski is considering opening his own studio. He thinks he's a smart designer, but he likes surrounding himself with people who are good. He would also like to get back into the AAA space, mostly because of the money and exposure it affords. It's good he's thinking of these things, so it's Cliffy B, and the B stands for back. He, he's beginning to annoy me. Really? Yeah. Oh. And he's been away. Well, it's and it was because people are writing about um, him now, saying, you know, well, now that Cliffy B is uh, free to say whatever he wants, we've now got this interview with him. And I thought, well, hang on a minute. So what you what you're doing is you're you're admitting that Cliffy B was just a shill, and yet you wrote all of his stuff when he was presumably under uh, under the glare of Microsoft. And now and now you're sort of holding him as some sort of hero because he's no longer. You, you couldn't trust him before. How can you trust him now? I wouldn't trust him. Why no. did he uh, quit? Because he wanted to do different things. He wanted and, to hang out. And what's out. he doing? What's his What's his plan here? I don't know. Can't do trust the same him. things. He, doing the he same basically things. wants to do that's, the same. That's kind of what I I don't really get about this. Maybe maybe the triple A uh, action million dollar well billion dollar yeah. game space is, is broader than I imagined, but. This sounds to me like he's setting up to make the same sort of thing that he used to, right? Yeah, but this time maybe he'll be able to just talk found about out it he, properly. Maybe he's just found out he missed it, you know? That's what it takes I sometimes, think it, what right? He, from that interview, it seemed like he was saying that he missed having loads of money behind it and being mm-hmm. able to put his games out there and get really great he people on board. He, he had, had that. that. And he let he it go, it Steve. Away. Do you think he's regretting his decision? Do you think he wishes that Epic would come up to him and say, come, come back, <laughs> come on, Cliffy, we'll forget all about it? Maybe we could buy Cliffy. Oh. And make him sell things in HMV. <laughs> <laughs> and finally, of all the insults, musician Jonathan Colton has had the worst. Known for writing Still Alive and Want You Gone for Portal, Colton has had his cover of Baby Got Back stolen by the makers of Glee, and he's had no recognition for it. He's since re-released it with money going to charity. When he contacted Fox, they said he should be grateful for the exposure. One Life Left absolutely planned to use this rebuttal when we release Call of Duty as our own game. OK, I don't get the story. Can you explain more? OK. A man who makes music for video games. I got that bit. That's what he's best known for. Right. The rest has nothing to do with video games. Okay. Uh, he wrote a cover of Sir Mix-a-Lot's Baby Got Back. Okay. Um, and then the people that make Glee stole it, stole his cover. I don't understand how you can steal a cover. That's yeah. what I don't understand. <sighs> Maybe he rewrote it or something. He must have changed the lyrics. I mean, that's what because he does. Because the lyrics right? are a well, bit explicit for Glee, aren't they? I guess so. But, I mean, I mean that's not what Jonathan does. He writes brilliant, you know, uh, we've seen him at Nottingham City. Yeah. He writes brilliant video game themed songs, original work. But I guess in this instance, maybe he just changed the lyrics. Wait a second. Hang Wait on a second. A They'll be after Don't us next. Don't let Fox know about our Because yeah. nice. that's what we do for video game karaoke, change the lyrics to something nerdier. So, so we're going to be on Glee? 
I guess so. Oh, it's brilliant. Me. Liam Michelle singing they don't our songs. Pick your Molyneux song. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Anne. One life left video game news with Anne Scamfordberry. to One Life Left on Resonance 104.4 FM. This is Ocean Palace and a Hateful Shade. Doesn't sound hateful, does it? Uh, you know what it is to throw shade, Simon? No, can you show me? Uh, that's uh, to say something mean about someone. Right. Oh. But of, of, of not necessarily I to don't their know. face. I don't know. Right. So <laughs> no idea what this throwing shade is. We could throw shade about um, hookshot LNC contributor Simon Parkin, for example. Could we? We could. We could say that Parko. Ugh. Right, and that's, that's considered shade, Well, is I it? can't say mean things about Simon Parkin. He's a lovely guy. We could say mean things about Kieran Gillen. I paid... I bought his comic book at the weekend. I know, I heard. Was right. that any good? I quite enjoyed it, yeah. Seven out of ten. Yeah, seven, seven out, out of ten. ten. Good, yeah. good. Well done, Kieran. We've got a guest. We do. Nicholas Lister, hello. 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 How are you? We're good, thank you. How are you good. doing? I'm doing all right. I'm doing all right. So, you used to be an architect. I did used to be an architect, that's what yeah. I heard about that's what you. I, that's what I trained in. What was I, that like? It was, it was hard work. Doesn't it, it was, take ages to train? I did six years of training. Out of? Out of seven. Um, <sighs> so, and then jacked it all in. But, um, do you wish you could have jacked it in earlier? A little bit, but um, five of those years were in architectural education, like in a university, okay. which is very different from being outside in the in mm. the profession, I suppose, which is why I ended up jacking it all in, because I loved that environment of being, you know... Building of, stuff. Of plans. making stuff and thinking about yeah. architecture and, and the field and things. But um, then when I got out into the real world, I didn't really care much for the profession because it was it was so different and it right. wasn't what I was, was interested in doing. So but that's interesting. On. That gives you a different sort of training background to most video game designers, right? Yeah, I think so. I think so. So what was it about um, moving from architecture to... Uh, games that so appealed then? So um, when I was doing my architectural studies, a lot of what I was looking at was um, things like uh, interactive environments and uh, writing scripts and pieces of software to make uh, computers draw architecture, essentially. Right. Um, so that was kind of what I was interested in. That was my field and things. Um, and then uh, when I got out into the real world um, and moved away from architecture, I was kind of casting around for, for different things to do. I think at one point I'd had, uh, I'd had about five different career paths right. in one year um, and ended up sort of stumbling on video games, which always seems like a thing where, you know, you can't possibly do this. This isn't a job. This isn't a real, yeah, real it, living, it's is it? It never used to be. Um, yeah, but um, I sort of stumbled on it and thought, well, actually, you know, I've got, you know, I've got some skills I can put to this. I, I can draw things. I can make interactive environments and and all that kind of stuff. So why not give it a whirl? And I guess it was it was the one that stuck. So where so where do you where do you start then? As someone who's decided that you're talented in certain areas, but you want to make a game, like what's the first thing you do? Go in the wrong direction. Okay, a lot. I think. Um, yeah, I just sort of I 
tried to look for a platform I could develop for. Um, so which ones did you look at? I looked at um, PC, iOS, that kind of thing. Um, I sort of I came to the conclusion that I was going to, you know, I was going to stick with iOS and try to make something of. But did, did you that. know what what sort of game you wanted to write before you before you did this? No, I okay. had no idea. Um, and ended up I had an abortive uh, project. Sort of went out and tried to make you know the biggest adventure game with right. some yeah. interesting story mechanics <laughs> and so on, um, and sort of aborted that quite early on, and then um, started to make a uh, what I thought at the time was going to be a simple casual puzzle game yeah. as a kind of learning experience, really, as a way of uh, picking up the the skills and the you know the details of the the technical abilities that I needed, um, and that project that learning project turned into this game that i'm that i'm this going into beta to private beta tomorrow um and uh coming to public beta very soon um called impaired and um yeah it's sort of it's you know taken on a life of its own and uh is you know broken out from right. the end of my so, um so, self-education so what are you pro- what are you making it on so or I, what are you making it in i am making it in a piece of middleware called corona okay uh, Steve, have you heard of this? I've heard of the beer. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> right. Which is um, which builds to uh, Android and iOS. Okay. Um, and it's pretty good. It uses Lua as its. Uh, I've heard of that. Right. <laughs> okay. It's a bright as its programming song. language. Yeah. Um, and yeah, it's quite. I think it's it's made by it's a, basically an engine that's made by quite a small company, but right. it's, it's you know it's good enough to get going on it sort of some hits the middle ground somewhere between you know a full kind of framework and those kind of game maker kind of well that's what that's what we've decided to use for our game oh right you're making uh, yeah and we have literally decided to use it you'll note that we're not using it (laughs) because we've not actually got around to doing it we've got a design which we'll talk about later um so so yeah so you start with that and you've done everything to do with impaired and it's and it's imp Impaired, isn't it? That's it's right. Not impaired, yeah. impaired. Yeah. So you've done everything on that. So you've done the design, yes, uh, and the graphics, design, graphics, sound. artwork. I put the sound together. All the sound is the sound and music is not my field. Um, so that's all kind of stock stuff. But that's all. But obviously, I put that together yeah. and put that into the game. Okay. Um, and uh, yeah, all the programming, all of that. That's all. That's. So how know, long has this taken? This has taken. To, too long really games games take ages yeah. to make but also i think because it's been a learning experience i have I've, i think i probably made the game about three times over just sort of renewing and refreshing and just sort of going through so many iterations to try to get it up to something that's kind of polished and and worth playing and you know be do justice i suppose to the game that i'm making so i had a very very quick play before the show started could you explain a little bit about it sure so it's um basically i like to uh uh, explain it as being a cross between uh the card game pairs or memory um and tetris so it's (laughs) So it's uh, basically um, you're presented with a field of uh, of packages. You're in this kind of world which is somewhere between a factory and a funfair um, and you're sort of on the sorting line trying to find um, matches for uh, patterns on the back of these packages and you can choose up to three at a time and uh, you have to keep them in your memory and as you make mistakes more packages keep on arriving and it gets more and more difficult as time goes on. So it's obviously, you know, it's quite simple but there's this kind of nice overlay of um this world which is you know this sort of hinterland between fun and work and these sort of imp characters that right. pop up and um they they guide and infuriate and insult you and mislead you and and um in all in a kind of do the imp characters way. have faces they do have faces right can you put different faces on the imp characters you can't put face different can faces you, on can them. you <laughs> put different faces on them um, I could potentially. Can you put our faces? On them? <laughs> <laughs> I Will. might sell it as that DLC. Could be our, that could be our yeah. game then, couldn't yeah. it? We wouldn't need Brilliant. to make one. Excellent, thank you. Great. So it's going to private beta tomorrow. Yep. Obviously, that's private. Yeah. Um, so how can our listeners get hold of it? Well, in um, a few weeks' time, uh, we're going into public beta. Um, I say we. I mean I. Yeah. <laughs> um, I'm going into public beta, and you can sign up for that beta um, on our website um, or via our website. Uh, which is imppaired.com um, and um, yeah and th- then hopefully it'll be out in April if you want to buy it and pay money for it um, and yeah if you're you know if you're interested go to the website have a look and you get a good flavour from there cool 
So it's almost done then. I guess it's going to public beta. Is it? And it's it's getting towards being done. Um, the beta has it's got a real quality mark to it, so it's not a timed uh, set set of time. Um, it's a quality standard that I'm getting up to, and I really want to do justice to the game. So um, that's what you know. That's what it's aimed to do, and um, hopefully it won't be too long. I'm gonna you know work hard on it yeah and and so the the process that you left architecture to go into game development is that you don't regret that it's been fine you, you're not going to leave game development and go into something else now i don't think so okay i good. think I, I think i'm here to stay i think you're stuck with me <laughs> <laughs> sorry so the idea was to create another one of my amazing cover songs to finish off the season and the free market economy feature once and for all but as this week's been a bit busy and i was out performing in liverpool with my jan doyle band last night there simply wasn't time so I'm going to take you back in time to how the feature began. It was a Sunday night and I'd been out most of the day and arrived back to a message on the Triforce forum. Whatever happened to those Triforce guys anyway, they were great. They had a blog. Anyway, the message was from he who must not be named and said media opportunity for Naya Jenga. Naya Jenga being my forum name of the time, a name which nobody knew how to pronounce. So the message said that I was wanted to make a two to three minute thing where I talked about some games over noodling synthesizer music. Of course, being the desperate for attention type that I am, I jumped at this springboard to international fame and fortune. However, I did have a terribly sleepless night wondering what on earth I was going to do and how in the few hours until the deadline in the morning. As I recall, it was due probably about midday. But I managed it somehow and thus the free market economy feature was born. It's perhaps not the most thrilling of stories, but there you go. You can't have everything. But that one post led to me performing several times at the Blue Posts in London for the One Life Left Christmas parties, and also a couple of times at Game City. Oh, there was also that time when, due to a glitch in a file mix, some naughty words went out on air and I was banned for six episodes. So, over these years, as far as I can tell, including this one, I've produced about 185 FMEs. Seems a shame, really, that I didn't get to 200, but that's the way the cookie crumbles, or something. I've had a lot of fun, and I hope you've enjoyed at least some of them, and not, for instance, just skip past my segment. But then if you do, you won't be hearing this now. So, um, something. And this music you hear is what I created for my very first free market economy which I dare say many people haven't heard with those early episodes of One Life Left being lost in time, unless you know where to look, which I don't anymore. Maybe ask the caretaker, see if he can find the cardboard box with all the tapes in it. As for the charts, it's ABBA, You Can Dance, on the Wii, which is probably shovelware as its price point is a mere £5. So for the last six and a bit years, I've been Derek Williams, and this has been my free market economy. Goodbye, everyone. Goodbye, Derek. A round of applause for Derek. Right, Derek. <laughs> He'll be back, won't he? It's been a while. Well, one hopes so. But who knows? Who knows? Derek, Derek's a mystery. Mm. Um, so I'll put on a piece of music, I think. We can't go straight. Of course you can. After that, can we? Okay.
more question. Was it the money, fame, or girls that brought you to game development? Um, I think it was the girls, but maybe in the opposite way of what you're well, thinking. Well, you've got one interested here, and not stopped playing your game since you stopped talking. I'm playing it now. You didn't even listen to Derek. Derek's last time. I did Derek. listen to it. I can multitask, okay. Simon. Sorry. Um, but I can't match things very well. <laughs> Are you having apparently. a nice time? I'm having a lovely time. It's very good. Somebody suggested over Twitter that we'd neglected to include a going around bit on that the, is in the true. design for our video game. It would be good mm. to have that. That's mm. my favourite thing. Breakbeat, heartbeat, and explore this piece of music. And now it's time for the One Life Left letters section. That comment was from uh, Standard Man on Twitter. Um, so thank you. You can uh, you can stay in touch while we're not on the air. You can email us. Well, we will be on the air. We're not going anywhere. Yeah, we won't be reading out letters. That's true. Unless they're really good. <laughs> uh, or you can uh, follow us on Twitter. So you can't multitask. What? No, sorry. What? <laughs> uh, at one I left. Well done. I don't think I'm doing very uh, well. Like I Mike, shouldn't multitask. Like Mike Bithell did. Um, he replied, he, he, when we threatened him. <laughs> you wouldn't be laughing. Uh, up E17 has pointed out that the Jay Coulton cover has different music, but the same lyrics as Simix a lot. Therefore, you will not be on Glee. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for that. Right, letters. I would like I would like us to receive a letter every week. Then somebody yes. to, Therefore, yeah. you will not be on Glee. <laughs> ben Hall writes, Hello, team. Plus, uh, possibly plus a super special guest. It seems a lowercase games press has got all upset because they didn't appreciate the artistic model of a disembodied female zombie torso that you would get for buying Dead Island 2. Now, I may not know art, but I know what I like. And what I like is a plastic model of a woman not wearing a lot of clothing, but with her hands, head and lower bits all chopped off and with a grey-like pallor to the skin. Basically, I'm saying I prefer zoo to nuts. Or it might be the other way around. Anyway, the weird thing about the statue is that it has a Union flag bikini. I've been trying to think, who would wear a bikini like this? And the only person I can think of is Jerry Halliwell. Could it be that she actually... That, sorry, could it be that she is actually modelling for the zombie torso? I reckon as it is, because I've heard that the Spice Girls musical, Viva Forever, isn't doing that well, and this is going to be occupied by a certain video games journalist to be renamed Leva Forever. Is Very this an exclusive? Cheerio, Ben. Thanks, Ben. Thanks, Ben. And that was the only letter we got this week. The only letter. But we did get a parcel. What? It's a big box. It's a huge parcel, and it's a parcel that cost me money. Why? Why? Because uh, it came from abroad. Okay. And our postal service held it hostage unless I paid them £21. Wow! Now, I've been told that in here, there are presents for you two right. hey. and me. Wow. Brilliant. So, you guys owe me a third yeah. of £21. Can we see pounds. what the presents are first? Uh, yes. Uh, who wants to open this? Me! Okay, and it's going to be difficult to open. Yeah, does anyone have a knife? Oh. Yes. Oh, I, no. Sorry. Oh, wait. This is really hot, Steve. You should have. Oh, this... Can we talk about something else for a bit? Got a um. Well, you. A... No. Well, you open it. Yeah. It is. Uh, I know who it's from. It's from Michael Fredrickson, who's a guest on the show earlier this year. Here we go. Now, we'll a sharp bit on it. Why do you think it is that Simon? Why do you think it is that only Michael? Of all of our guests, you're our 24th guest. Wow. And the only this one... Season. This season. And the only uh, one who can be excused from not sending us a present. Because you haven't had time. Here, exactly. You haven't... Your gift to us is being here. Your presence is your <laughs> presence. <laughs> exactly. Everyone else, apart from Michael, let us down. How, how are you getting on, Anne? Yeah. Yeah. Oh. Okay, so describe what's happening. Anne's opening the box right now. We can see some bubble wrap. Oh, terrible oh, mess. Oh, bubble wrap. Pull that out. What have oh, you wait. found? Oh, there's so much stuff. <laughs> oh, there's... Oh. <laughs> there's so, letters for everyone. Letters for everyone. And You so have to things. gauge quickly whether they're the sort of letters that you can read out or not. <laughs> so no, there you go. Thanks very much. There's wait, card. there's loads of Pixar things in here. Why um, has Michael sent us stuff from Pixar? Don't know. <laughs> That's interesting, isn't it? It says Merry Christmas on it. Well done, Royal Mail. I think we're going to have to take a few moments for Anne to analyse what's in the parcel, and we'll be back after this.
Electro Hobo and Work in Prog. Not sure whether that is the actual title or whether it's just a work in progress. But either way, it was taken from chipmusic.org, which is where we get all of our brilliant music and have done pretty much for every track this season. It is a phenomenal site and you should go there and download your favourite things. Music to open presents to. How are you getting on there, Anne? Yeah, okay, so I've got some gifts to give out. So for Steve, there is a jacket to stand in for the one waiting in my closet. Okay. Sounds so, threatening. So that's for you. Amazing. Wear, wear it now. Wear it okay, immediately. Okay, I'll put it on. Uh, wow. A, wow. 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 A manly little Byron bear. Oh, a that man- is manly. Got a little Byron bear. Oh, thank you, my It really is like the end, last oh, day of turn, it is, isn't, isn't it? it? Yeah. I got a little guy from La Luna. He's cute. That's but this cute. is my favourite thing that I literally went mental about. Okay. Steve, prepared to go mental. Okay. This is for, well, what? I say all of us, but you and me. Okay. Oh <laughs> my god. <laughs> oh my god. So it's a Taylor Swift holiday doll. <laughs> that is. Amazing. Contains 12 pieces. Of course it does. <laughs> Taylor Sings, press here. Probably pieces of her heart. Oh, Taylor! That's a gift for all year round. That on the back. Even as a little girl, Taylor Swift had a passion for music. Isn't she still a little girl? <laughs> she is totally legal. Uh, this is this is this is amazing. And thank you so thank much. Thank you. Thank you so yeah, much, thank Michael. You. Thank you, Michael. And we will be seeing Michael again, won't we? Anne yeah, and I will so be. So Michael was a great friend that we made last year when we went to GDC. Uh, he came in and started talking to us about his game Kanye Zone. And you can listen to that show. It's still online. Uh, I think it's the, uh, the third or the fourth yeah. of the GDC shows. And you'll hear Michael enthusing about his game. Yeah. Um, and so we made such a great friend that time. Decided to go back. We are going back to GDC. Once again, this year, we're going to be doing One Life Left versus Gama Sutra live from San Francisco from the Game Developers Conference, the biggest event in the video game developers calendar. And we are super excited. We are only disappointed on one level. <sighs> only two thirds of us are going. And it's all our top halves. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, that's complex. No, Matt's don't, yeah, the maths don't Isn't know that 50%? Yeah, I don't Who's know. bringing their bottom half yeah. as well? Mm. No, it's not true. Uh, Simon is otherwise engaged. <laughs> Literally <laughs> engaged, yeah. I'm getting married. I'm getting married. So, yeah, but you know, that's good. I'm looking forward to yeah, that. Well done. <laughs> I am looking forward to that. <laughs> Sorry, I'll be back now. I'll be back the year after. Yes, uh, presuming we don't embarrass ourselves and do get invited back a second year. But it is exciting. We will have uh, some guest presenters out there. Yeah. One of whom... One of whom... We're replacing (laughs) ...is Michael Fredrickson. Interesting. So don't consider these as presents. Consider (laughs) them as as brides. Yeah. I'm going to carry on doing One Life Left here then. With, Good. Yeah. yeah, we'll look forward One to hearing the yeah, Exactly. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay, uh, press XY to continue. Welcome to Press XY to continue, a weekly look at whether the behaviour moulding powers of video games can make a man out of me. This week, Modern Warfare 2. After last time's dull trudge to the single-player Modern Warfare experience, I felt like maybe I'd done the game a misservice. So the single player is a boring, linear slog through a reactionary power fantasy. Maybe the multiplayer will be the shot of testosterone that my gin and shame riddled soul needs. I've tried multiplayer once before. I spent an upsetting 20 minutes being shot in the back and having my sexual preferences questioned. Since then I've been hesitant to play online because I'm a massive coward. In the name of gaming manliness, I head back into the fray. The multiplayer game is a lot better than the single player. I still die an awful lot, but the game seems to compensate by beefing me up and rewarding me when I finally manage to stab someone in the back. When my team pulls into the lead, I actually feel a surge of joy and comradeship. I desperately wish that I was less terrible and hope not to let the side down. This must be exactly what football feels like. I am now definitely one of the lads and try my hand at banter. No one seems to speak English except the shrill voice Scott, who sounds about eight, and constantly chants... I ask him how this game makes him feel, but he doesn't respond. I now worry that talking to children about feelings may lead to me being disappeared by Operation U-Tree. I finally found someone who speaks English called Dave94. Dave94 seems chatty and pleasant, and is happy to answer any questions I might have. So between rounds I ask him, As a man, how does this game make you feel? There is silence. Then he disconnects. 
I send them a follow-up message via PSN. Sorry, we seem to get disconnected. What I mean to ask is, as a man, how does this game make you feel? I receive no reply. This experience has taught me two things. One, playing online seems to be the closest I've got to macho gaming so far. The rush of joy when I finally take out a particularly troublesome sniper makes me cry out and pump my fist. I never pump my fist. Secondly, I've only played Modern Warfare 2 online for six hours and already I'm asking inappropriate questions of young boys and harassing other players into quitting. I may not be a real gaming man, but I do feel like I'm becoming a real gamer. This week, Modern Warfare 2 has made me pump my fist. I fear what I may become. Excellent work, Tom. Excellent. That's our last feature of the season. Whoa, what a way to end the we're season. We're done now. We're done. Just sit here in silence. But we're not done. No, we've got stuff to do. Well, you asked me to do some homework. Good. Did you do that homework? Yes, you asked me to put our game into a small, concise pitch. Okay. And I've done that. Right. So, so shall, I, shall I pitch that game back to you right now, as it stands? This is the game you've got to make. Well, no, let's... Uh, yes, and let's see if we can pitch it to Nick and see okay. if we can get to leave his game development job to go into game development. Okay. okay. You ready for this, Nick? I am. Um, I don't think I could ever just, be ready. Just <laughs> out of interest, uh, you're playing the publisher in this role. Okay. How much money do you have to spend... Um, depends on the game. It's really good. <laughs> also, I'm hungry. Okay. I need money for food. I can give you £2.50 for a sandwich. Okay. Let's see if I can up that to a pret sandwich. Okay. Okay, one life left, the game. A playful puzzle game for touchscreen devices. One life left turns the world's favourite video game radio show into a game that's certain to be a solid 7 out of 10. Excellent. You're presented with a square, tile-based playfield containing the three presenters, a goal and a route between the two, representing the team's hazardous journey to the Resonance FM studios. By rotating the playfield left and right, you can tumble the team along a path to radio glory. But there's a catch. The exit only opens when you've got one life left, leaving you to work out not just how you're going to get there, but who gets to make the ultimate sacrifice along the way? As you progress through the 150-plus levels, you'll be introduced <laughs> to new parts of the game. For example, each of the presenters has different abilities. Steve can work switches, Simon can break through walls, and Anne can stick to surfaces. Because she's attractive. Ah, oh. Well done. It's um, also worth noting that, Though the team work well together on air, they can't stand to be in the same place as each other before the show. <laughs> Stee destroys Simon, Simon kills Anne, and Anne murders Stee. It's real life rock, paper, scissors, where the only way to beat the levels is to make, one sure, make sure the right person loses. So, travel to the most important places in One Life Left's history, Nottingham, Malmo, San Francisco, to pubs, to game conferences, to fields in the middle of nowhere, to inappropriate karaoke venues and beyond, and solve mind-bending puzzles to unlock more mind-bending puzzles and help the team produce more award-losing radio. Like all puzzle games, you'll start off quite liking it, but it'll go on and on, and by the end, the only reason you're still involved is misplaced loyalty and bloody-minded determination. It's sweet, stupid, compulsive, perplexing, frustrating. It's one life left. There we go. Like it. I like it. Sounds ambitious. 150 levels. Exactly. Well, if you want me to break it down into bullet points, it's an exclusive One Life Left licensed product with all the audio effects you've come to know and tolerate from the radio show. Meet the cast, feature contributors with different abilities appear throughout the game. Not Derek, because we don't have his yeah, license anymore. Shame, Unlock exclusive One Life Left content by completing whole seasons of the game. 192 unique levels. Wow. One wow. for each episode of the show so far, with the promise of more to come with every further episode. So you see, every time we broadcast an episode, we release a new level online. Oh, episodic. Very yeah. good. Bonus levels based off one life less <laughs> Episodic, but we're giving away the first 192 <laughs> of those episodes. I was going to get onto that. that. <laughs> yes. Uh, yeah. So, yeah, it's ambitious, but um, as Anne's providing the level design oh. content, the d yeah, <laughs> game design police are here. It's going to be fine. There we go. So, uh, you opened with a bid of £2.50. Okay. I can up that bid to... Yes. How many levels did you say? Uh, 192 plus bonus levels plus, plus bonus. infinite amounts for as long as we live yeah <laughs> <laughs> 
I will give you an extra £1.92. Wow. Really? So I could get a sandwich. I could probably get the meal deal at Tesco, couldn't I, for that? You could. Yeah, Yeah, easily. Okay, well, do you want to go away and make a prototype and then uh, Then bring it back and talk money? Okay. (laughs) Well, we are going to do that. We just need to work out exactly how we're going to do that. Uh, 192 levels. Let's just get one working first, shall we? Is it time for the reviews already? Yeah, why not? Okay, reviews. What have you been playing this week, Simon? This week, I well, I bought a lot of games this week again. On the, on the, you know that doesn't mean that you can Steam. review them. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe, maybe that is your game. It's this morning, game I mentioned this on Twitter. This morning, I was feeling oh. very pleased with myself because Amazon.com, not .co.uk, was selling sleeping dogs for £6.33. Now, I only bought five games yesterday in the Microsoft Arcade game pack, but I've had my eyes sleeping dogs. Sorry, what was in that pack? Insanely Twisted Shadow Planet. Oh, okay. Yeah? So I was and, worried and you were others. buying retro games. No, again. no, no. Um, Mark of the Ninja, uh, Iron Brigade, and a couple of others. Yeah, that was um, very cheap. Anyway, so I bought uh, Sleeping Dogs this morning. This afternoon, they announced it's free on PlayStation Plus oh, in February. Annoying. So anyway, um, I'll, I'll be, I've added that onto my list of games I'll never play. But I have been actually playing uh, Super Hexagon on Android. Oh, interesting. Yeah. And? Well, um, it's it's a game in which you um, you don't spend very very long playing it at all. It's very difficult. You have to manoeuvre a your spaceship between gaps in um, encroaching hexagons. It's very hard. Um, what, how long did you go for? Well, not very long. So right, but how long? I mean, this chap who's made it, who um, is Terry Kavanagh, isn't it? Yeah. That's right. I mean, I've got. I mean, I know that we we've yet to release our first video game, but I've got some advice for him. Right? Yeah. If you made the hexagon slower or the gap between them bigger, you'd, you'd last longer on it. It'd be easier to play. How long? Fifteen seconds is my top score I think that so was mine far. As well. Um, yeah, it's excellent. It's really good. Uh, infuriatingly difficult. Um, it's you know that they say that um, games are designed for you to play on the toilet. You'd have to be pretty rapid with your business if you were to play <laughs> Super Hexagon in, in 15 seconds. You, like, you'd have to be ill <laughs> in order to uh, to play this. Yeah, it's very good. It's 59p when I bought it. I'm not sure how much it is now. That was an introductory offer, uh, but it's now available on Android. Uh, you, Anne reviewed this earlier in the series. Yeah, oh, yeah. yeah I did. So, uh, right. so interesting to see whether your scores tally. Well, um, it's... It's a reasonable port. Um, it works well on my uh, Xperia S. Apparently, doesn't work as well on the Nexus Seven. Although I've not had much difficulty. Well, I mean, I've obviously had difficulty because I can't play yeah. it. But it's, it's it's as difficult. Um, yeah, I'd give it a seven out of ten. What did you give it? I also gave it a seven okay, out of ten. So it's a solid port. Yeah. Lucky. Mm. Lucky. Okay. Uh, and what have you been playing? Uh, so this week I have been playing Catcher Catcher Aliens. Ooh, Jonathan Ooh. Ross's game. Yeah. <laughs> 
Because I, I apparently have no imagination. Just right. play whatever. I'll be playing your name game for uh, next. Well, obviously not next week. So I won't be here. Um, but yeah, you catch aliens, although they look distinctly like spiders. So interesting, isn't it? Uh, yes. Yeah, so Are spiders easier to draw than aliens? I guess. I'm going to draw a spider now. Depends how many legs you give the alien. I mean, potentially. Well, two. Then alien would be easier. Okay. But then one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. So I've just knocked the spider up by that. Well done. That and that is the buzz. I'm going to draw an alien now. But carry on. Uh, yeah, so you uh, go through these levels where you are running to catch these um, aliens uh, before you can get teleported by your spaceship onto the next level. Uh, but you have um, different things to do in those levels. So three different um, aims in those levels. Um, to get yourself three stars for each level. I found them quite annoying, actually. I kept killing myself trying to get the stars. I guess that's the point. Makes it harder to get the stars. That is a good alien. Thanks. Well done, Simon. Took you longer, though. Yeah, it did, didn't it? Yeah. Um, I just, I found this kind of similar to, so I played Joe Danger for last week, and I found it kind of similar. So you just go through the level, trying to get to the end, trying to collect all the aliens or coins. Um, and you have these little extra sort of missions to do where you have to get X amount of this or do or Y, amount of, or that. y <laughs> amount of that. And I found Joe Danger just it just flowed. It just seemed to sort of come together more easily. Have you played Temple Run? No. Okay. Uh, Simon, have you played Temple Run? I have played Temple game? Run, Because yeah. on the website, uh, the Catch Catch Aliens website, I noticed some of the reviews reference Temple Run. Right. Uh, which is obviously one of the breakout successes for uh, it, iOS. It's even spawned a sequel. I wonder... what was What's that called? Temple Run 2. Clever. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I just wonder whether, whether you would prefer it to Temple Run or not. Maybe but I'll who knows? try it out. Maybe I'll what, try it what out. What I like most about Temple Run is that, you, is that... I mean, I don't know why, and I don't know whether you guys are the same, but whenever you see somebody playing something on the train or whatever, you, you're interested in what they're playing yeah. um, with Temple Run you don't need to look at their screen it's a game you can you can yeah. tell by what by just them holds oh. how they yeah. mm. anyway sorry what's called um, so I'll give it 7 out of 10 the same was true of Fruit Ninja when that was, was a thing mm. you could absolutely tell people would go, whoosh whoosh uh, with their hands flying off all directions Okay, Nicholas. Hey. Hi, what have you been playing? I have been playing a lot of uh, Pinball Arcade on my uh, iPad, which is a, um, a pretty faithful rendering of some of the best pinball tables from uh, from history. Uh, well, an intersection of some of the best pinball tables with some of the pinball tables where the uh, licensing wasn't too uh, <laughs> intricate. Um, and it's excellent. It's it's really well done. There's, um, it, it, it's, I'm pretty much convinced that pinball is the only game really worth playing now. <laughs> um, Apart from your own. Well, you know, yeah. it, I've come close as a you know, <laughs> close second. But... Um, yeah, it's uh, they're very very faithful renderings. The um, gameplay is obviously amazing. I particularly am a fan of uh, Medieval Madness, um, right. and uh, it brings back memories of being in the the Pinball Hall of Fame in Las Vegas and um, and you know enjoying playing pinball and being thrilled by the the um, the love of the game. I suppose. So, do you? How many tables do you get with it? So um, they have um, two tables. I think every month. Which are available to play up to as long as you want. Which they switch every month, but then you get to play up to I think the lowest level on the high scores table of all the tables, um, and then all the tables are uh, you pay to, to download them okay. forever. I've heard this is doing really really well because it's it's hit that perfect uh, point where it really really satisfies people who love pinball and they're sure. absolutely prepared to pay the three quid per table, yeah. whatever it is, which you know actually seems like not that much money for what you're what you're getting. Well, it's about as close as most people will get these days to mm. playing these tables or playing, being able to own them. And that, but still, that's quite a premium price for these devices, £3, isn't it? Sure, Especially yeah. for one piece of content. But because it's so faithful, so good, and appealing to such a core market, you know, they're doing quite well out of it. We've yeah. just got it for free, haven't we? On Vita. Isn't it a have PlayStation we? Plus game? Uh, yeah, possibly. although it may or may not be the same. There are, there are a few of them, aren't there? Possibly. Um, what initials do you put into the high score table? 
uh, NDL. NDL. Yeah. Interesting. What score are you going to give it? Well, I would uh, definitely give it a 7 out of 10. Okay, good. I have been playing, well, I completed Knit Stories, which I talked, uh, sorry, Knit Underground, which I talked about last week. It's still phenomenal. Like, uh, one thing I didn't mention last week, I think the music is some of the best music I've ever heard in a video game. Um, Amazing. But, obviously, I reviewed that work last week. How long did it take you to finish? Um, I was quite thorough in it, exploring every little bit. I reckon probably about ooh, twenty hours. It's or long, something. isn't it these days? But I don't think I don't think I could think. I think I could have completed it much quicker if I'd gone straight for the goals. Um, and I'm still playing it, trying to hundred percent it or whatever, and find all the secrets and really enjoying that. However, the game, the new game I've been playing, and I don't know if it is new or not, is Beastie Bay by Kairosoft. Have you heard? I of don't this? even think it exists. I've never heard of it. Okay, so you know Kairosoft, yes, the people who Dungeon. make. Uh, game make, stories, yeah, games, games, game dev story. So I had a look to see what they had made recently. Searched them on the Play Store and found this game called Beastie Bay, which was free. Downloaded it, and it is a knowing uh, ripoff of Pokemon. Right. Like completely. In at one point, like one of one of the creatures says to you, of the humans says, "Hey, I've got to catch you all," or something. <laughs> but it's quite adorable in that Kairosoft way, and I'm quite enjoying it. And it's really, really professionally done. It's like got a little bit of that Farmville uh, build your own territory improve things I'm wondering though it's free at the moment I don't understand how they're monetizing me there are adverts in it but I can't see uh, maybe there's a premium version that I didn't see but anyway I'll be playing that for a while I'll let you know how I get on please do it's a 7 out of 10 well well this is it isn't it this is it again boys and girls it's been a good series I think what, what was your what have your highlights been? Highlights, interesting. When Steve was late, that was good. Yeah, that was really good. So your highlight was when I almost didn't turn yeah. up. Yeah, yeah. It's the most yeah. excited you've ever been, isn't it? I think. Pretty much. Was, yeah. was karaoke this season? It wasn't, was it? No, but we took it. Yeah, it was at Christmas. No, but we but we didn't uh, debut it, did we? No, no, we didn't debut it. Was what do we do new this year? Nothing. Nothing. We're going to make a game, haven't we? We're going to make a game. We started that. That's that's really, really good. I think we've had some brilliant features from all of our contributors. Derek Williams, RIP. VIP, RIP. So what are we doing next week, then? Well, we've talked about it, and it looks like we're going to be doing One Life Left, No Continues. If you remember this from the time we've done it before, we have a panel in addition to us. Still, what did you, it's, you described it as a... Uh, video game book club. And then it was subsequently descri- described like that by IGN when they ripped it off, wasn't it? <laughs> was it IGN? I don't know. <laughs> I can't remember. Someone else did a video game book club soon after that. But yeah, uh, the original and the best video right. game book club will return next week on Resonance FM. I'm really, really excited about that because it went really well last it did time, did go well. It? We, um, we picked a theme of games... And played them and then talked about them. And people can join in next week, can't they? Yeah, I think Well, I think what we're going to try and do is we're going to try and uh, play games from uh, PlayStation Plus. Excellent. Because that gives you a selection of um, video games that are big-name video games that everyone will have access to. For sleeping dogs next, you know. <laughs> and, yeah, and if anyone wants a spare copy, then yeah. Simon's, <laughs> Simon's got one. And also the smaller um, indie things as well. And uh, I think that's a good thing. And, yeah, you can all join in. We will tell you what games we're going to play uh, on the One Life Left Twitter and then you can tweet along with us and we'll discuss them in a formal way great uh, but do let us know how you're getting on of course you can uh, continue to write to us by writing team at onelifeleft.com oh I should mention the song we played before this uh, Cas- Castle of Shards from uh, Dread yeah. Nicholas thank you ever so much for being our thank you so much for having guest. me um, it's been great to have you good luck with the, with the final stages of the game thank you hope it all turns out to be worthwhile I hope so too and, and yeah uh, keep us posted won't you I will yeah Good. definitely will and uh, yeah well, well we'll hear from you soon also if you end up getting an OBE <laughs> right okay <laughs> remember who made you I, I, I will it does happen sometimes I'll bring you along thank you most of all to everyone who listens uh, we would not do the show without you because we need constant validation <laughs> and attention we will see you next see week you next week one life left Bye-bye. bye bye bye